We'll read again from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 24, beginning about the middle of verse 5. It says, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. I will continue on, chapter 24, at verse 33. And they rose up the same hour, and returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven gathered together, and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and hath appeared unto Simon. It says, He is risen indeed. Amen. Good Friday was completed by Easter. He is risen indeed. On the first day of the week, Sunday, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to the sepulcher. And as it says in Matthew 28, there was a great earthquake. And as they approached the tomb where Jesus was laid, the, 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 the Roman soldiers that guarded it lay there, it says, fallen as dead men. Why? Because the angel of the Lord had descended from heaven and, and his countenance was as lightning. He was obviously very spectacular. Why, he had rolled the stone away and, and it wasn't because of the earthquake that those soldiers fell as dead men. It was because of the spectacular angel that came down. And he rolled that stone away from the entrance. And the angel uh, said unto Mary and Mary, Fear not. Just looked at them. Maybe uh, they looked a little scared, as uh, obviously anyone would, seeing someone that looked like that. But he said, Fear not. I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. But then the words that he gave them uh, were the words that they wanted to hear. He is not here. He is not here. He is risen. He is alive. Oh, he is not a dead. He's, he is risen as he said. Come and see the place. Go in there and look uh, where he lay. Our Lord is not in his tomb. He is risen. Good Friday would mean nothing if Jesus hadn't risen. But he arose. He, as it says in Revelation 1.18, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. Evermore. To you and I, that means that salvation's perfect plan has been completed. A summary of 1 Corinthians 15 is, I declare unto you the gospel by which also ye are saved. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, 
and that he was buried, and that he arose again on the third day according to the Scriptures. We are saved because he arose. He died for your sins. He died for my sins. You know, as a young boy, I should have been saved early. I had every opportunity afforded to me uh, as a young child. I should have been saved at a very, very young age. I, I keep telling myself that. I was trained the right way. I was brought to church faithfully. And, and I remember that when the service was over and, and we stood for the last song, it was prayer time. It was time uh, to go to the altar or, or pray wherever you were. I just knew that was the time to pray. And at five or six years old, my routine, my habit was to make my way down here and I'd pray and as soon as the last song was over, I was up and I was out of there. But, you know, that really was good training and not the worst habit anyone could ever have. It was a good habit. But there was an older gentleman in the church that noticed my pattern. And, and the one day, he I guess he made sure that it was, of course, the cross in the tabernacle. He made sure that he placed himself. So when I jumped up, he, he stopped me that one Sunday. And, and he looked at me, had a big smile on his face. He said, are you saved? Oh, that bothered me. Why did that bother me? Because I wasn't saved. And I knew it. And he just looked at me with that smile, and it convicted my heart. And the only thing I could come up with to tell him is I'm Rich Butler's son. You see, I wanted him to draw that connection. Oh, Rich Butler's a good Christian. Oh, this kid's been raised right. He must be a Christian. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way at all. And I, I knew that myself. He knew it. And he said, I know who your dad is, but are you saved? He circled right back around to the heart of the matter. And I said, you know, Rich Butler, all I could come up with. But I'm so thankful that the Lord allowed something to happen in 1984, the summer between my junior and senior year in high school heading out onto the ocean in my little tiny boat. The big wave came right over the bow, filled it with water. And as I'm standing above my ankles in water, the boat began to roll over. And I grabbed the only thing I could find to bail with, a little Tupperware container, and I was throwing water out as fast as I could. Looking around, there was no one around me. I didn't have any sort of way to contact anybody. You know, I was in trouble, and the Lord had my attention there. You know what I needed right there? I needed a Savior. I needed a risen Lord. And there, as I bailed water, I remember praying and saying, Lord, if you'll help me, if you'll somehow help me, I'll serve you. The Lord did help me. And you know, later, uh, very shortly later after that, I found myself right across the street from here at a camp meeting, and, and the Lord was reminding me of that promise that I'd made to Him out on the water. And the devil was right there to fight me on it and say, uh, what are your friends going to think about you? What, what, what are those that think you're already uh, saved going to think? 
You know, as I sat there and reasoned it, I thought, I don't care what they think. I just want to get rid of this heavy load of conviction and this sin that Jesus died for. He said he'd take it. I'm going to give it to him. I don't care about saving faith. I just want to come to him. And Lord, I just want to give it all to you. And you know, the Lord was faithful right there to take that heavy load. Came down. Oh, the change that he made that day. I wish I could put it into everyone that is unsaved. If you felt what it felt like, you would have to have it. You would have to have that peace of God that came into my heart that day. I could sleep that night. Why? Because Jesus arose. He is risen indeed. Salvation's perfect plan worked for me. It'll work for you. It was completed on that morning when Jesus arose, Easter morning so many years ago. And it was mine. It can be yours. The Lord, all the along the way, why he tried to encourage me, and I know several times I felt his hand and his convicting hand uh, trying to call unto me. And, and uh, you know, it was just so uh, wonderful when I finally surrendered. Why, I, I just felt like I was rich. And the gospel, uh, the gospels and, and God's word back that up. You know, I've never been a rich person except for about 10 minutes. When we lived in Woodlake, I went to go deposit a check into the bank and went, it was almost closing time, waited in a long line, handed the teller, my, had everything filled out, my uh, deposit slip with the, I'll say small check, and I went back out to the car and had that little receipt she gave me in my hand and I usually wad it up, put it in my pocket, and that's the end of it. Never look at it again. Somehow I got in the car, and Lisa and the kids were sitting there waiting for me. I looked at that receipt, and there were a whole bunch of numbers on there. And I looked, and, and I thought, maybe that's my account number. And I thought, no, that's in the wrong place. $6,500,010 is what it said I deposited and I, I, I read it a couple times before I said, Lisa, look at this. And we looked at that, and we were both perplexed. And then we had a little fun. I wanted a house. Lisa wanted, no, she wanted a house. I wanted a boat. Both kids wanted cars. And we came back to earth, worried that Uncle Sam would want his percentage. And we didn't have it. But I'll tell you, it felt good to feel rich for 10 minutes. And we went in and got it all straightened out. But the day the Lord saved me, six and a half million dollars is nothing. Nothing compared to what He did for me on that day and what He gave me. I became rich. It says we're joint heirs with Christ. All that's His is mine. Uh, we shared that together. I inherited heaven that day. Oh, you, you don't got to wear gold on your watch. You're going to walk on it. Why? Because Christ arose. He is risen indeed. And He came to save your soul. 
Jesus uh, promised uh, everlasting life as well. In John 14, 19, he says, Because I live, you shall live also. He came to give you life. In John 5, 24, he says, He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. That's a challenge for everyone to believe. So you believe on him and you will have everlasting life. Your condemnation is gone. Oh, and you pass from death unto life. You're going to live with him eternally. What a blessing that is. All because He arose. He is risen indeed. John eleven twenty five, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. You want to live eternally? Just believe on Him. Oh, and He will help you to live eternally. Easter means everything because He is risen indeed. Jesus took your sin upon Himself. He shed His blood for you. He arose again and is alive forevermore. It says there, He is not here for He is risen as He said. He told them this is going to happen, and he did it as well. Then came the morning, Easter morning. Stone rolled away. He's not there. John 3.16 took effect, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Aren't you so thankful for that word, whosoever? Because that means you can be saved. You. But Easter isn't the end. He's coming back again. Our glorious King will one day come back and claim His own. Those who have been redeemed. Those who have claimed Him as their Savior and prayed that prayer. What a Savior! Our risen Lord is coming to claim His own again. We've been bought with a prize. The precious price of His blood, the blood of Christ. Oh, what He did, He did for you. And what He will do, He wants you to be a part of it. We're looking forward to something. Well, how can I be a part of it? It's easy. Romans 3.23 lets us know that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know, knowing is half the battle. That's a place everyone has to start and realize, I am a sinner. If you don't ever come to that recognition, why there's really no place to start. But if you know that I was born in sin and shape and iniquity, like the Bible says, and I need to take care of this, why, then we have a great place to start. Whether you know it or not, you need Jesus to be your Savior. But then you need to confess Him. Just come to Him. As 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You just come humbly. Say, here it is. I don't care. Come to the place I did. I don't care if I'm going to save face or not. Why, no, He'll give you a new face. 
I don't care if I'm going to have sin. I'm trying to hide or cover up. No, here it is, Lord. Just take it away. And you know what? The Lord will take it away. He'll just simply take it from you. Amen. You know, you don't ever want to see your sin again. Take it, Lord. And He will. says He'll separate that from you as far as the east is from the west. Come eternity, you're going to want it to be that far. You're not going to want it to trail you there. But thank God He'll take it. Then we forsake our sins. Isaiah 55, 7 says, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. And get this, it says, He will have mercy upon him. You just come and you confess those sins to Him. Say, Lord, here they are. I'm letting you know about them. It says He will have mercy upon him. And it says, for He will abundantly pardon. Why? Isn't that just music to your ears? He's going to take all the wrong that you've ever done and you say, I'll take it on me. Second Colossians says, why He nailed my sin to His cross. Think about that took all the wrongdoing you ever did, took it upon Himself, nailed it to His cross. Beautiful. Then you just have to believe. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's that simple. And you can have just that much confidence in God's Word. You ask Him to save you. You believe it in your heart. Why, He will save you. Jesus saves. He is a risen Savior. And He is risen indeed. Whosoever believeth in Him, as it says, shall be saved. And that whosoever definitely includes you. And then when He returns, as He said He would, Just like He said He would rise again, He will return, but it will be with a shout. And I believe all the saints are going to be shouting with them and the angels as we rise together to meet Him in the air. Why, what a hope we have. He is risen indeed, and He is returning. Is He your Savior? Do you know Him today? Is He living down in your heart? Then came the morning. Easter morning, Christ returned and He rose from the grave and He is risen indeed, alive forevermore, and He is Lord. Amen. He is Lord. And He loves you. Come out and seek the Lord. Uh, Just like the man uh, who found that treasure in the field, why he found that pearl, the greatest price in the field, and, and it meant so much to him. You know what it was? He saw the value of it. That, that, that great treasure in the field is the best thing I've ever seen. And he said, it says he went and he sold all that he had so he could obtain that thing that was of great value to him. I'll tell you, if we see the value of this gospel, you'll sell it all. You'll hold nothing back to have it, just like that man. And that's what it's implying here. See the value of the gospel and say, I want that more than anything. It's worth more than anything. And it is worth that. It's worth everything. He will save you. Oh, if we only knew what He wants to do for us. If we really just had a glimpse in our heart of just how much the Lord wants to do something from you, it would amaze you. He's still calling. 
He can put your broken life back together again. He will write your name in the book of life. Amen. You're going to want to see it there. You're going to want to hear it read one day. Ah, if you need to be sanctified, he suffered without the gate. Why, that you might be sanctified with his own blood. That's in Hebrews 13, 12, if you want to read it. He will fill the holy vessel today to overflowing with power for service. We look in even the 49th verse of this 24th chapter. It says, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. The Lord wants to baptize someone today. He wants to do it today. Yes, why you can just read that for yourself. Uh, You come to the Lord with the willingness. He has a place for you. He has an answer for your prayer. The Lord has one desire, and that is to see you in heaven. My desire is the same. I want to see you there. Oh, but it's all made possible uh, because He arose and He is risen. We serve a living Savior. Come and see uh, the place where our Lord lay. He's not there. He's not there. He is risen, as He said. Glory be to God for our risen Savior, and He is seated at the right hand of the Father right now, interceding for our sin. Oh, I want uh, to meet you at the feet of Jesus. You want to know uh, where to find me in heaven? Just go to the throne. Uh, I'll be there, the throne of God and the Lamb. Because I want to see Jesus. That's uh, the message we have. It's a message of hope. Great hope. Oh, the Lord has hope for you. And you can have hope this morning. The stone was rolled away, giving us hope. Why, I believe that stone was rolled away so we could see He isn't there. No, He is risen, as He said. We serve a risen Savior. Go to prayer wherever you are. It's prayer time. The Lord wants to answer a prayer for you, whether you need to be saved, whether you need to be sanctified, whether you need to be baptized. We serve a risen Lord. Oh, and He is able. He will do what you need this morning. Just come to Him. He will be faithful. 366 is a song, but may God bless you and fill you this Easter morning.